What's up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Junkies, episode seven. We are 11 days away from oh. the NFL draft. I'm Justin Tribble. I'm with Jordan Richardson. Man, what's up? 11 almost, days. Almost single digits. Almost there, dude. It's. I told you it'd fly by eventually. Yeah, and you and I, we both got vacations scheduled, so we'll get to those, and then by the time we get back, I mean, it's it's there, you know. Everybody know that we'll be out of the loop for a little while. <laughs> we got we some got, shit will break down then. We got honeys to uh, make happy before we disappear for three days. <laughs> big time, big time. There's yeah. really, you know, honestly, this has been a, a quiet time for the NFL draft too, so it might work out in our favor. Yeah. Like, well, I, I feel like every time we say that, every time we say that. That's true. That's true. We're going to wake up tomorrow morning and the Jags have traded that number one pick or some crazy shit like that. I might have to cancel my vacation if that happens. Just, <laughs> yeah. I might have to sleep on your couch for a little while. That's fine. Come on over. <laughs> we'll make it work. Yeah. So anyway, nothing going on, man. A lot of room. I mean, we've seen the list, right, for the attendees and stuff. <laughs> Any I surprises on there for you? Well, I mean, you brought up Kyler Gordon, right? That, I guess that was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. It was like everything was, you know, before the combine, I mean, they were hyping him up big. You know, yeah. they him, people liking him more than McDuffie. And then he worked out at the combine and, you know, some positions it doesn't matter as well. But when a corner runs slower – that's a little bit of a, you know, you got to look at it a little bit. So when I seen his name on there, it, I mean, it stuck out like a sore thumb to me. I thought about two things. Number one, I thought about, all right, somebody probably made this kid a promise. They know about it, whatever. Number two, I thought about Andrew Booth, man. Yeah. And I, maybe, I'm not saying that the, what was it, meniscus? On Booth? Yeah, what was his? I think his is a sports hernia, wasn't it? Yeah, hernia, hernia. I, I'm not saying anything like that's a bad injury because obviously it's not anything like that. But I'm just saying that maybe that it's going to scare somebody enough to take a guy like Kyler Gordon and yeah. front it in the first round. And, yeah. yeah, it seems wild in your head, but I'm not the GM making that decision. So We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway, Jordan, so – You've already named your first two on your Mount Crushmore, man. Yep. So, give me your third Mount Crushmore guy coming into the draft. My third one, and we talked about him last week, is Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. All right. I love him, man. I think so – even looking at my rankings from last week and stuff, I want to put him at one. I just want to make that switch because I think the ceiling is so – high for him you know like I know he wasn't used as much as Ohio State but you know it it it's part of the offense they had so many weapons but just going back and looking at you know stuff that he did you know even I know it's a long time ago but seven on seven that he was doing before Ohio State and just how dominant this dude is and when he does catch the ball put him on a poster I mean that's that's the kind of hands this dude has. You know, he can just make all the catches. He's a smooth athlete and route runner. And he's made – he's improved so much and made himself a really, really good blocker. So, he's going to step in 
onto an NFL field and be able to play, you know, early on because of how he blocks. And you get him with a creative coach and stuff, I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, the only thing you could probably knock him on is he's not this George Kittle, you know, run after the catch monster. But everything else, you know, red zone blocking, hands, route running, all that stuff, line him out wide. He's, he's, I feel like in two to three years, we're going to be top, talking about this guy as a top five tight end in the NFL. If he goes to the right team, he's probably a du- double digit red zone touchdown machine right off the bat. Look at Pat Fryermuth this year. Yeah. He was a second rounder, but he went to a team that, Knows, you know, they had some quarterback problems, but they know how to use a tight end. They've historically known how to use a tight end. And he was what, as a rookie, had like seven touchdowns and over 600 yards as a rookie. And they had other mouths to feed, you know. And like I said, bad quarterback play. You get somebody, you get him in there to an offense that knows how to use a tight end, creative coach. I, I think just like I said, sky's the limit, man. I'll tell you what, you get him in there with a Mitchell Trubisky that's going to dump it down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it's – I, Friday's good, man. He's, hey, I'm coming from him, big thing. is just – the more I watched him, the more I read about him, the more I just liked him, you know. And he just – he feels like a leader to me as well, you know. I, I'm a, I agree with you. I love Rucker, man. I got – I put him at two, and I was like, he could be one every single time. Yeah. And I think people just like Trey McBride more because he's more of that, you know, pass catching, just straight up tight end. But Rucker can do it all, man. Everybody likes, you know, honestly, and this is a a much lower scale type, but, like, you look at, you know, the, the Kelseys, the Kittles, the Wallers, you know, guys like that. And Trey McBride, you know, he he tried to he he gives off that little bit of Kittle vibe. You know, he's kind of nasty in the run game, and you know, after the catch and stuff. But Rucker, you could easily see see him being the type of Waller type. You know, that's just yeah, yeah. he's just a weapon. Sooner or later, they're just gonna line him up out there at wide receiver and say, "Go get yeah, it!" Absolutely, he's gonna line out out wide. Yeah. Hey man, I like Jimmy Rucker. I'm all about that. That's a good pick. All right, man, so my third Mount Crushmore, man, I'm going back to the corners. Um, Tariq Woolen at a UTSA, man. There you go. For me, it's – what does he ha- – he's got one season under his belt at corner. And if you look at the traits and just the, you know, raw athletic profile, mm-hmm. he's, he's just a freak, man. And there's a reason that he made the freaks list. I mean, he's that type of guy that plays the ball as if it was thrown for him, you know. He's used to being a wide receiver. He, I'm not comparing him at all to Trayvon Diggs, but no. you know, we talked so much about Trayvon Diggs converting from wide receiver to corner and how if you can make those right adjustments and those jumps that you could just become elite. And what did Trayvon do his first yeah. year in the NFL, you know? Yeah. So the instincts, the anticipation of reads and reacts with discipline, like, He's dangerous if he gets the ball in his hand. Man, I like Woolen. I think – give him two years. Yeah. And 
get him in a scheme that's more zone, obviously. I mean, he can line up and play man, obviously. I mean, any day he wants. Get him in a scheme that's more zone dependent, and I love what Woolen can bring to the table, man. I'm a big fan. I, he's, I'm gonna say it. I think he's gonna be my last wasp. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. hot on the kid, man. I just think that he's gonna come out and make something. You know, some of those guys, like you're talking about Trayvon Diggs, but you remember a guy that we had during our Super Bowl run early, you know, 2010 or so. Remember Sam Shields? Yeah. Fields was a receiver, and he was fast as hell. But he was he was a receiver, and then he they moved him to corner his final year, and he come to us as an undrafted free agent. And it was just something about those ball skills, man. Like he just he had the athleticism and he had the ball skills, and he was a great player. Concussions cut that guy's career short, but I mean when he was on the field, he took the ball away. We don't win that Super Bowl without Sam Shields in, in 2010. And that's that's the kind of – I feel like he's got that – you know, he can do that. You know, that he's in that uh, that Trayvon Diggs body, but I feel like he can make that, that those same strides that Sam Shields made. I mean, you talk about the speed. What Didn't they have Woolen at one time? Didn't they say that he ran like a 4-2-40 in warm-ups? And oh. then – he ended up running a four three, so I mean it's not like they were far off, but guys, oh, man, they just seem weird this year. Yeah, like uh, everything seemed a little off, but he can scoot. Oh yeah, why, man? Uh huh. Anyway, count me in on the Tariq Woolen train, man. I like it. I knew you'd get a corner in there. I had to, man. I would just I had to wait for the right corner, you know. So it's a big day, Jordan. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, man. Yep. The offense is about to end, but we're we're bringing them home right here. How do you feel about this quarterback class overall? The quarterback class is one of the more disappointing ones we've had in a while. To me, uh, I don't think there's any true top guns. Uh, I think there's some guys that with some seasoning and, and, and the right situation can be okay, but there's nobody. I feel like all these guys, nothing separates them just a whole lot to me. I feel, I feel like those top guys, those top, you know, five, six guys, they're all, you can find stuff that they do well, and then you can find stuff they don't do well, you know? So it's, it's not an impress. It's, it's a bad year to need a quarterback. In my opinion, if you need one now, now these guys could go to the right situations. They could go and they could sit behind somebody. I don't think this is a bad class for that. But if you're telling me you need a quarterback this year, I don't like this class because you're going you're gonna to put them on the field too early. I'm with you on that. I think coming into the 2021-22 college season, there were a few of these guys that mean you were like, hey, man, they're going to make the jump. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. And about halfway through, we were like, eh, let's, yeah. let's hold the reins there. Yeah. Certain guys that I like, they just never jumped, you know? Yeah. All right, Jordan. So, your number – let's go backwards. So, okay. number five quarterback, who do you got? My number five quarterback is Kenny Pickett from Pitt. We're and- in- already man is that where you got him yeah, it's where i got him 
man, I just – it's just – I feel like when I watched him, and you know how I felt about Daniel Jones. Yep. Like he was just, to me, he was a boring, turnover-prone quarterback. And that's the same thing I see when I see Kenny Pickett. And you telling me that this guy is going to come in there with eight-and-a-half-inch hands and be able to – you know, I don't I don't care what kind of thumb he's got. I just I don't I see the production and things that he's done, but I just don't see how it, it is adds to success in the NFL. I just don't. When you turn the ball over that much in college and you're talking about grown ass men coming after you now, I think that's a problem. And I just don't see where he's someone to just get overly excited about. I, I wouldn't draft him in the first round, personally. And I mean, personally, don't trade on him. It's more third roundish, probably. Yeah, honestly, I mean, he's honestly one of those guys that you just feel like, you know, it depends on the offense where he goes, but he's he just feels kind of like a career backup to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying he can't come in and you know get you out of a game, but just to put a franchise on this dude. I just don't see it, you know. It's just, it's just I don't see the upside with it. He's an older rookie, you know. Everybody wants to say, oh, because he's older and he has small hands, he's Joe Burrow. You can just miss me with that shit. He, he's not Joe Burrow. No, you know it's, and I don't, and I don't want to hate on him too much because he does do some things. You know, he does make some plays, you know, in and out of the pocket and stuff, but. He just he's he's slow, like to progress, you know, like yeah. he doesn't see the field fast enough, and it's about to get way faster to me, you know. He holds the ball too long, you know. He's just not successful in the spots he needs to be successful in, and he wants to just constantly take off and run, and that's just I just don't think that's translates well to the NFL. And I could be wrong. He could go to a team that he just fits perfectly and it's just all gravy. But just looking at it right now, I think, you know, he's just kind of – he's he's on the older side, like I said. So you're already looking at, you know, a guy that's getting to that fifth-year option and he's almost, you know, 30. So that's just, that's just me. Well, you know me, man. I'm not afraid to hate on you if I just absolutely don't like you. Yeah. And there's always one. (laughs) Draft for me, it's Kenny Pickett, man. And I don't have to deep dive into it because it's exactly what you said, every bit of it. And then a little bit of this. I'm not drafting a guy and trusting him with my franchise if he cannot take two gloves off at the next level and play. Yeah. And I don't have anything against gloves, man. If your hands were bigger and you were wearing gloves, I'd be like, all right, well, maybe he just, you know, what? But you're telling me that you have eight-and-a-half-inch hands and you refuse to take these gloves off. I think we know why. Like, we just know. Yeah. And his turnovers prove it. Yeah. So, Kenny Pickett, man. I don't care where he gets drafted. I, you know, hope he succeeds. Like I hope every one of these kids do, but yeah. I expect it to. Yeah. I just, just looking at it, I just, you know, everything's going to have to go perfect and it can go perfect. 
you know, to a degree with these guys for him to have success, in my opinion. He's going to have to be surrounded by weapons, you know, guys that are making plays, you know, after the catch. He's going to have to have a solid run game, solid offensive line. Because if you put this dude behind a bad offensive line, I mean, you're going to be looking at 20 fumbles before the season's – I mean, there's just – it's – I just don't trust him like I do some of the other guys. I don't see the big – I don't see upside like I do with the other guys. Yeah. I'm 100% with you on that one. All right, man. So, number four, who you got? My number four guy is Sam Howell. Oh, my God. Are we going to be on this? (laughs) No. We're on the same list, I think. We're we're about to – we're about to differ. Uh, but Sam Howell, you know, like you were mentioning, some of those guys that we were looking forward to coming into their, you know, last year, expecting to take that big step, and they just they just didn't. Uh, and that Sam Howell was one of those big guys for me. Um, and I attribute a lot of that. He lost a lot of weapons. I mean, yeah. he lost a lot of weapons. And that, that does kind of hurt a guy. Like even losing your running backs like he did, you know, it was it affects the guy. But he's still – he's got a big arm. I feel like he's – you know, he's tough. He's a tough runner. I feel like a lot of it – and, you know, before the season, I, I wanted to compare him to, like, Baker Mayfield because he just has that feel to him. You know, he's not a super tall guy. He's just kind of stocky, but he – he can get the job done. Now, Baker hasn't really translated as well, uh, and he's had some injury problems, but I feel like Sam Howell goes to the right team and, again, sits. I think he's got some of the mental makeup and the big arm. You know, he's, he's good at throwing it downfield and his little bit of running ability. And he knows when to run, and you could add that element to the offense that he's got enough upside, and he's younger, again. He's one of these guys, he's like 21 years old, so he can sit for a while. You know, there's not any pressure to put him on the field. Uh, but I, I I like Hal. The next four guys I like and can find good things with more than negative. So, yeah. Um, Going back to what you said about me and you thinking that this guy, honestly, dude, we said last year if he could have came out, like there was an argument for him being, you know, top two or three guys up there. The way. What he did with Dyke. Um, yeah. You know, it was when it when they were declaring and stuff, I when he, they said he was going back, I was thinking, you know, why? You know, it just I felt I felt like he come out last year, you know, he's a solid first rounder. And they were all over it too. They wanted him, you know. Yeah. Like we've read his name so much. But um so Sam Howell, man, my opinion, I I would argue that he's probably the toughest QB in this class. Yeah. Um I think he's got great arm strength, throws a very catchable deep ball, like you said, um, a willing runner, you know, and he bounces off tacklers in ways that he probably shouldn't. He's obviously going to have to learn to slide, but he's yeah. tough. He's a tough yeah. – uh, yeah. When he's in rhythm, though, I mean, he's arguably the most accurate passer in the class. Yeah. But on the negative side of things, it's – he plays in that RPO-heavy system. Yeah doesn't read the field fully. He kind of tucks and runs before he reads the whole field. I mean, he's kind of got a little bit – you talked about Kenny Pickett. He's got a little bit of that in his game. But he's just – he can learn. I think that he's going to be the guys that come in, sit for a minute, and really figures it out. 
and he's built more. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. like he's he's just a thicker, like a thicker lower half where he can take those some of those hits and stuff. You know, you're not asking him to run up the gut, you know, 15 times a game, but when he does, I feel like he can he can have some success with it. And I thought he showed some real pop in his arm at the senior bowl and at the combo. Oh, yeah. All right, so Sam Howell's at our four. Who do you got at your three? My three is Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Boy, we we're just gonna work this list all the way down, aren't we? Right, is that where you got him? That's where I got him. All right, man. I mean, he's a leader, and I, I really like him. And there's, you could honestly, if you if you told me that this guy was gonna be the most successful guy in this draft class, I I couldn't argue with you too much. You know, he's just got that kind of. He doesn't have a huge arm. But, I mean, you could just tell the way that program in Cincinnati, you know, flipped on its head when he took over. Oh, yeah. He's a winner. And he moves around really well. He's got – he's accurate. You know, the, the weird thing about Ritter is he'll make some throws and you'll just be like, man, this guy is just top-notch accuracy. And then he throw one at your feet. And it's just one of those that you know the accuracy's there – it's just probably he needs to just get a little bit more his footwork and stuff, and he needs to get a little bit more sure of himself. But, I mean, he's got accuracy. It's there. He just needs – and he's got anticipation, and he's a, you know, he's a leader. He throws a really nice deep ball. I think there's just a lot of stuff there that you could sit. I would absolutely love to see him go to Indy and sit behind Matt Ryan for two years. You know, go let – Matt Ryan's contract run out in Indy and because they play he's like a a fleeter footed Matt Ryan like he throws the ball a lot like Matt Ryan but he can he can run you know he's a four or five runner yeah you know I just think there's some upside there that I I could really get behind him you know I said this to you a lot but if I had to draft a quarterback in this draft right now to take as they are and none of these guys were going to prove Desmond Ritter's the top guy for me, and I'd probably end up taking him number one overall in that situation if nobody was going to improve because he probably is at his best right now. Like, I don't know how much better he's really going to get. Yeah. But right now, I think that he is better than everyone in this class as far as not developing anymore. But like you said, good athlete, willing runner. He's got great movement in the pocket in my eyes. He shows – honestly, this is a big deal for me. I think he shows, like, tremendous understanding of just the whole offense. Yeah. Like, yeah. When he comes to the line of scrimmage, he really controls the whole game. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal, man, especially because I won't say that he is old, old, you know, as a quarterback, but he just has a very veteran presence. Like, yeah. you know. So, I mean, obviously you talked about it, the, the accuracy issues – he tries to do too much, even as a runner. He yeah. tries to get to the edge a lot of times and just – you're not better than everybody, you know. You're not better than everybody coming off the edge. And I think when they got to the college football playoff, that showed a lot. But And I think he looked like the best quarterback at the Senior Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that it just felt like he – just like you said, him being kind of a an older soul and stuff, like he just, you know – it wasn't too big for him. He got in there with the best guys, and he just he looked smooth, you know. 
and honestly, man, if you got a mindset like that and you're just if you're just a gamer, and that's honestly, you know, we said that about Baker Mayfield, right? When he came out. If you're just a gamer, man, and you can really turn it on, those workouts, the senior bowl, all that stuff, man, that's just that's just steps for you, man. And for me right now, if you said Desmond Ritter was gonna be the first quarterback off the board, I'll believe you and I don't have a problem with it. No. Like it, it won't it wouldn't shock me at all. As long as you're not throwing him on the field year one, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And honestly, of all the guys that I feel like could get on the field year one, like if he went to a spot and the quarterback ahead of him got hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got halfway through the season and you just wanted to see what he got he has, I think he has the best chance to succeed in that situation. If you're looking for a guy that you're going to draft and you're going to hand the playbook to and say, hey, learn this in three days and come back and talk to me and let's see what you gathered, I expect that dude to come back in three days and ace the quiz. Like, he yeah. just, like, he would be the guy that just started working from day one and gave it his all, man. Yeah. All right. So, number two for you. Number two. This is probably where we're going to start differing. Oh, really? It's, my number two is Malik Willis. Okay, well, about time. Yep. Malik Willis is my number two. I know he's, you know, electric with his legs. You know, he's going he's gonna to run and he's going to pick up, and he's got a big-time arm. And I see the upside. You know, again, he's going to have to sit. He's got a little bit of that problem that Kenny Pickett has, though, where he needs to speed up his processing. You know, it's one of those things he, you know, he's got great deep ball accuracy, but he's looking at one guy and then he's taking off and running. And also, and I don't know if it's because he's a shorter guy, he doesn't throw over the middle of the field a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, you've got to be able to throw to every spot in the NFL. Uh, So him – and I don't know if it's just how the offense was designed to go, if they were just taking advantage of his big arm. But he just didn't – he didn't do much in the middle of the field, which is just something that kind of caught my attention. And uh, – but as far as upside goes, you know, he's he's up there. It's – honestly, he reminds me a lot of y'all's quarterback in Jalen Hurts as far as how he runs, you know, his stature. He's got good thick lower half but he's just got a little bit – he's got a bigger arm than Jalen Hurts. So, I feel like, you know, they're they're similar in that. Uh, but everybody wants to compare him to Josh Allen and stuff like that because he's got a big arm. I just – I don't see that kind of upside with him, but I think he's got a chance to – you know, obviously he could have a role year one because of how good of a runner he is, but he needs to – see the game the faster version of the game you know yeah so i like him i think he's got tremendous upside but i just don't like him as much as my one my number one hey that's all right at least we differ somewhere right at least we're different i expect the first three to go hand in hand so yeah well that's usually how it goes right Mm-hmm. So my number two is your boy, Matt Corral. And, you know, for me, it's not that I don't like Matt Corral because he's doing a lot of good things, right? Yep. Um, I think he's got above average arm strength. Accuracy's good. 
he's a tough competitive player. He showed that when he went back, or not went back, but played in the bowl game for Ole Miss this year. Obviously, that did not go well considering the injury situation, but that just shows what type of teammate and what type of competitive player he really is. Um, on the run, I think he's one of the best throwers in this, you know, class. I guess you maybe the top three because the other ones I'm not sure sure about, but the top three guys at least. And um, man, for me, this is the guy. Like we talked about being gamer, no one in this class wants the ball in their hands to make the play more than Matt Corral. And I don't care if it's a run play, a pass play. He's a baller. He's going to run around. He's he's the guy that's extending the play, really trying to be the guy. He wants to be the hero. And you see it in his game all the time. And by God, if you look at his stats and watch the tape, he's been the hero a lot of times. Yeah. So, But as far as the negative part of his game – it's really just the same as you would talk about Sam Howe or Desmond Ritter. It's really going through the progressions and not being, you know, the one read guy and trying to force it. Because obviously he had a lot of weapons when he was at Ole Miss. You could make the one read and throw it to DK Metcalf or Elijah Moore, you know, guys like that. But the only negative that I just despise is really the timing in the pocket. It's always a little off he'll have a guy running across the field and he just chooses to tuck it and i'm not talking milliseconds man like it's gonna open up and he just doesn't he's got the time and doesn't wait just pushes it just a little too soon or holds on to it just a little too soon when the game speeds up for him and that i really think it's going to up his game and not decline it because he's in such a hurry that it's going to fast forward his game and just boom think Matt Corral is going to be awesome, man. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's why he's my number one. I just see the upside to him. And, you know, the like you're talking about, I think a lot of that is the offense because that offense wants to be so fast. I oh. think he he does that. Like you're talking about being a millisecond late. You know, he's. I think that's just in his head where he's got he's to go. Let's make something out of it, and then we're getting to the next play. But for me, I think he's accurate. I think he runs well. He runs too much. You know, I think he's going to have to, uh, you know, slow that down, learn how to, you know, be a better slider of the ball. But when you're talking about the quickness and the whip of his arm, like his quick release and his feet, I think, are head and shoulders above everybody else in this class. I know he's got some accuracy issues on deep balls. You know, there's he'll hit some. Got a big arm, but sometimes, you know, you know, like what I was talking about with Desmond Ritter. You know, sometimes his accuracy will be be on point, and then the next time he's throwing it at somebody's feet. Corral's a lot of the same way. Sometimes he'll make this eighty yard pass, and it'll be beautiful. And the next time he'll overthrow a guy by ten yards. You know, it's 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 hot and cold with him. But like the things that I look for and the quick release, the footwork, and how he can. I think he has the ability because of his feet to get to move his body to different positions to see different parts of the field. Uh, You know, I think a lot of that one-read stuff is more the offense. Uh, But, 
Well, I mean, I mentioned it with Sam Howe being the RPO heavy offense. You want an RPO heavy offense, you look at Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. same way. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's, I think all the stuff that I like as a quarterback, I think he, like you said, he's a gamer. He's a baller. He wants the ball in his hands. I think people want to follow him. And I just, like I said, all that stuff with his arm, his quick release, I love it. He's got really good anticipation on some throws. I I, I can see it on some throws, like sometimes seeing a hole before it's there. And then other plays, like you said, he'll just – he'll miss – you know, it's just like he's he's wanting to – he goes too fast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just re- – I really like him. You know, he honestly reminds me a lot of the dude that went number two last year in Zach Wilson. Big arm, you know, accuracy, quick twitchy, can move around a little bit. And, you know, Zach Wilson threw – you know, he had some uh, some flashes last year. And I think Corral, if he goes to, again, the right kind of offense where he can sit and learn a little bit, I think he's got a real chance. You know, the one thing I really hate is quarterback comps because, you know, it's just one of those things. But one thing that really ticked me was when I seen Matt Corral's comp from a lot of people, and they called him Tyler Huntley, and it just (laughs) – Blew my mind. Uh, I don't really see that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fear you love me bringing that Tyler Huntley name. Now Huntley, man, he seems like he's a baller. He he deserves a chance to go somewhere and play. I think he will. Uh, it's more waiting for that, you know, that somebody to get hurt and him really step up too. So you know, give it time. All right, man. So, obviously, my number one is Malik Willis. And for me, this is the exact reason why. Obviously, he played at Liberty, right? Um, he came from high school and into college playing an offense made up of RPOs, like most of these guys, and the three-man route concept. And for me, obviously, that's not good, right? You want to see a guy who just has a you know, variety of things – in his head, on the film, but that's not Malik Willis. He's the guy who got better and better, though, this offseason. Like, you you turn off the tape and you see what this guy's going to interview like and work out like, he's the guy who just got better. Every workout, every test, the dude just soared through the entire process. Um, you talked about his arm. You talked about the things he can do and can do. Man, for me, I think that you just love to see a guy who can make so many plays out of structure. Right, the play blows up or whatever it is. He's, in a sense, and I'm not saying this about his arm because I do like his arm, but in a sense, he's kind of like a Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray type player that the play blows up and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, like that's just who he is. Sitting, if this guy could sit for two or three years and really learn the game and the speed of the game, he's my number one because I believe developmentally he has the strongest case to be the best guy in his class. And apparently he's interviewed through the roof. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's crazy when I think about it. Do what? I mean, it's crazy to me to think about that. Like, I'm not saying anybody is dumb or smart or anything like that, but you get a, a guy who played, you know, quarterback for Liberty University. He came from offenses that just weren't, you know, 
structurally built right and stuff. And then he comes in here and he blows you away in these interviews. So I just can't imagine what really is going on in his head. Maybe he knows so much shit that I'm just not giving him credit for, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things we just see what we see. You know, we don't get to see the him on a chalkboard, you know, so. But he's he's definitely got big upside. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's killing it somewhere, right? Because they just yeah. can't be talking about him. Yep. All right, we're going to have to end this one and let me call you back so we can – because I don't want to get halfway into these wide receivers in it. <laughs> have to fucking start over. Yeah. All right, give me 10 seconds. I'll call you back. All right, Jordan. So let's move over to our wide receiver class. I know you're jacked out of your mind to talk about this. I love them. I just, this has got to be your, in the last five, you want to say three, five years, three to five years, where's this class ranked for you? Are you that hopped? Oh, I don't know that they have, this class has the, I won't call it star power that some of the other ones had, like the top dogs that, you know, are just guaranteed top ten picks. But this class is super deep to me. Oh, yeah. I, think it's, I think you're going to find guys that, you know, can be ones and twos deep into this class. We could have done a top 20 and I'd have been cool with it because I've got yeah. guys there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I 100%. It was hard to fit guys into a top ten, really, and really, and some, and you'll see it in my rankings. I love them they're like that. They're the where they rank for me is not does not do them justice. All right, so go ahead and give me your number ten. Let's go backwards again, ten to one. Who's your number ten? My ten is David Bell from Purdue. Um, you know, he's he ran a little bit slower, but he's such a good route runner and hands catcher, and just overall, just good football player. Uh, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of his. You know, I wish he'd have ran a little bit, you know, faster in the forty, because like I said, I think that stuff does matter for receivers and corners. But I mean, I just I he's a football player, man. He's a guy that you'd want on your team. I love me some David Bell. You know that. Yeah. Man, my number 10 is Calvin Austin out of Memphis. Okay. You know, track athlete who walked on the football team. He's a very small guy, man. I think he's like 5'9". But, man, my goodness. He's a guy He just beats press coverage, just pure quickness and speed, man. He just blows by corners when they don't get a hand on him. Reliable hands. He's going to work over the middle of the field. He he's just a guy that plays bigger than he is, man, and I think he's going to be a special teams monster. Oh yeah, so, I love me some Calvin Austin, man. And I'm with you. Uh, number nine for me is John Mechie from Alabama. I I feel like if this guy didn't tear his ACL, I feel like you're talking about him in the same breath as you're talking about like Chris Olave, like because they do a lot of the same things you know he's kind of a discount Olave really but man he's I remember watching him last year uh 
and just thinking this dude's this dude's going to be something. And uh, you know, he deep sp- deep speed after the catch, route running. You know, there was a play against I want to say Mississippi State game on the line, and that's where they were designing plays to go to was him. You know, they trusted him in that situation. Uh, but I think without that ACL, you know, there's a chance we're talking about him even more. But I, I really li- I really like him. I think he's going to be high-end number two receiver in the NFL material. And Mechie gets healthy, it's going to be scary for sure. Yep. Uh, my number nine, you're not going to like this very much, but – my number nine, man, is George Pickens out of Georgia. And, you know, for me, it's just the injury. You know, it's not that I don't like the guy because we talked about him before. You know, at the end of last year, if he didn't get hurt, where are we talking about him then? Top three or four? I mean, I like Pickens a lot. I just – it's the injury, man. Yes. Um, great height and reach, man. He's, he's one of those guys that fights through contact on his routes. He's a willing blocker. He's got some twitch when he's got the ball in his hands. He can build up that long speed, man. I like Pickens. I I love that people are looking at him in that late first round, early second. I hope he kills it. Uh, yeah, that's a hard disagree for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know we wouldn't really agree there. Uh, all right, my number eight guy is Christian Watson. I think uh, hot white speed, obvious. You know, they were using this guy. You know, he's 6'4", 210, using him on a lot of reverses and stuff like that. You know, he's on a run-first team, so some of the numbers are a little skewed. You know, he he dropped the ball quite a bit, but I think a lot of that is he just didn't have a lot of – you know, he dropped the occasional ball, but he didn't have the opportunities to catch it, you know. If you put him in a big-time offense that just funnels the offense to the receivers, you know, he'd be – We'd probably be talking about him a lot more, but man, he's he's got a chance to develop as into a. Uh, honestly, he could develop into a one. You know, we just haven't seen it. You know, he went to the Senior Bowl and showed off some of his routes and stuff. But uh, and again, I I really like him. It, it's weird seeing him this low when I could envision him being one of the top receivers. So that's just how much good this class is. Well, I'm disagreeing with you there a little bit. I like Christian Watson a lot, but I don't have him, you know, way up the board either. But I really do like Christian Watson. Yep. Uh, my number eight is the guy you've already talked about, David Bell out of Purdue. Purdue, um, dude, just solid size and strength and position for me, man. Um, I think he overpowers cornerbacks who try to get their hands on him. Um, he's one of those guys that you can move all around the formation. Um, he's one of those guys that finds soft spots in the zone coverage. Um, really though, for me, and you, like you said, he didn't run very good, but I love watching him when he's got the ball in his hands. I think he bounces off guys. He consistently is taking the ball, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field. But again, we say that, you know, game speed's different. So you never know. I like David Bell, man. Yep. Uh, number seven for me is Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Um, a little bit of a slider guy, but hands man he's got some of the best mitts in this class yeah now if it's if it's touching his hands he's coming down with it he's a good route runner he's fast you know he's going to give you those big shot plays 
He's got punt return experience. You know, he's got – he's a fun player. I think he's got a real chance. Again, right offense, especially if he's if he goes to somewhere that has a top receiver. Like, let's say he goes to uh, Kansas City and they have Travis Kelsey, who's kind of their just alpha dog. You know, I know he's a tight end, but he's their number one option. And you ask Dotson to come in here and run vertical with Mahomes. Man, I think sky's the limit for him. But he's just one of those route runners. And like I said, hands, if it gets anywhere near him, he's coming down with it. And he's smaller, you know. He's not this just big, oh yeah, yeah. bulky guy. You know, he's got decent height, but, you know, he's 185 pounds. But uh, he's a baller. Hey, Jahan Dotson is my number seven too, man. Just an absolute master of understanding how to tempo his routes and keeps defenders off balance, man. He wins most footwork and quickness battles just being smarter than most guys. Um, Like you said, probably the best hands in the class. His catching range is absolutely ridiculous. He's dangerous at all three levels. For me, man, when he had 11 catches and 127 yards against Ohio State, and he literally was begging not to be taken out of the game because they were getting beat, it was just one of those things like quarterback play held this guy back, in my opinion, and that's crazy to me because he was so good. Yeah. Yeah, he goes to – like, I'd love him in Green Bay. I would pair him with, like, a bigger receiver – and a guy like him, man, I think him and Aaron Rodgers would just do work. I'm going to agree, man. I, I hope that a Kansas City or a Green Bay or somebody like that take him. I really hope there's somebody that can launch the football to this guy. Yeah. My number six guy, and again, I love him. So it's weird having him ranked outside the top five, but it's Traylon Burks. I, I love Traylon Burks. I love what he does after the catch. I love his catch radius. I love his ability to play inside and out. The 4-5 doesn't scare me. You know, I think it was not what everybody was expecting because, you know, they were talking this dude's going to run, you know, crazy fast. So it was, wasn't was expected. But 4-5-5 five, five at almost 235 pounds or 235. 30 pounds is scooting, man. Like, he he still moves. You can see it on tape. You know, he's got game speed. He's running away from Alabama defenders, you know. He, he's got it. You know, I think where he needs to work, I think you could pit, put him in an offense today, and he's got a role as just kind of a do-it-all guy. I think he's going to have to get better at his routes. You know, I don't think he was asked to do a lot at Arkansas. You know, it was a lot of shot plays, a lot of, you know, tunnel screens, stuff like that. He wasn't asked to do a lot, so he's going to need to show that he can do those things. But, you know, he's a, he's a big-time athlete, and I think, you know, everybody's looking for that Debo-type guy, and I think he can be that type of guy. Hey, man, that's – Traylon Burks up and down all kinds of boards, man. Up yeah. and down all kinds of boards. All right, so my number six man, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. My opinion, and I know we don't got to agree on everything. Yeah. For me, man, absolutely no reason this guy shouldn't be a first-round pick. 
six four. He's running a four three. He understands the little things as a route runner. I get what you're saying, you know, as far as the drops. I feel like that that's something that has to improve. I also think he's got to improve the tracking of the ball a little bit. Yeah. But man, just he's an absolute competitor. He's gonna fight for every inch and every yard. Again, what this guy could turn into as far as that goes developmentally looking at him and just thinking about what he's going to be, bro, you take him in the back of the first round and you let him explode if you can. When this guy gets in an NFL weight room, I just can't wait to see what kind of glow he puts on himself. Like, I think he's really going to just take that next step and blow up. Yeah. Again, he goes to those lower half and teams there, the Green Bay, the Kansas City, you know, I, I, I just – sky is the limit for him. Uh, my number five is Chris Olave. Uh, you know, again, big fan of him. He's smooth. Man, that's just – when you see him play, he's just, a, he's just a smooth operator. In and out of his breaks, he's got really good hands. You know, he he's really good on those crossing routes and stuff like that. He gets deep as well. Uh, and he'll play special teams too. You know, you don't – he, he played a lot of special teams his uh, freshman and sophomore year and uh, was damn good at it, honestly. Uh, so he's got to roll right away. But, I mean, he's just a guy that gets gets on the right offense that knows how to use him. Someone that's not necessarily getting just force-fed targets but getting kind of schemed upright. Man, again, sky's the limit for this guy. I just – I really – I really like Chris Olave. He's went up and down the board for me. At one point, honestly, this dude – I had him at one because I liked him that much. And then I've just really started kind of liking other guys. But big fan of Chris Olave. Hey, man, Chris Olave is my number five too. Best route runner in the class in my opinion. Um, I think he plays fast. He's a great athlete. Is another guy you can line up anywhere. Um, everything positive you said is right on the money. For me, negatively, it's the limited snaps, I think. I think I've seen very limited action of him in press coverage. Yeah. And and honestly, Garrett Wilson, too. It's not a bad thing. I just yeah. think guys, are they fear him, you know? Yeah. They want to play off of him. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing that I haven't seen him there, but it's one of those things where I'm like, is, does this guy really have the strength and things yeah. like that? But I see Jahan Dotson against press coverage and he killed it. So I'm sure Olave is going to be, you know, right up there. Yeah. But if I was looking at something to nitpick, you know, that'd probably be it. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's just show me you can do it. You know, yeah. you it didn't happen a lot in college. So let's, you know, let's see it. So, but yeah, I'm, I, I like him a lot. My number four is Drake London uh, from USC. Like we talk about it all the time. You know, when we're mocking guys and we're mocking guys to the Eagles, and I keep saying I, I think they need that power forward. That's that's what he is to me. He's big. He's going to dominate the red zone. He's really good after the catch, which you know you don't. When you look at him, that's not necessarily something you think. You know, a lot like you remember how Brandon Marshall was. Oh yeah. You know, it was just he was. You look at him, you think, okay, this dude's just big. He's going to be your red zone guy, blah, blah, blah. But then he catches the ball, and it's just like, there ain't no way in hell you're, I'm letting the first guy take me. And that's, that's what Drake London seems like to me. He just seems like that guy. He's going to block. You know, he's 
I don't, I don't care that he didn't run a 40, you know, you're always curious to see that stuff, but you know, I know he's coming off a foot injury and like he said, let the film speak for itself. And I think it does. I think for a guy, I think he could develop into a true blue number one in that Brandon Marshall type role. Like I really, that's, that's, you know, I'm like you, I don't love comps, but sometimes when you see a player, that's you see uh, traits from other guys, and that's the type of player I think he could be. I'm with you. Tom is a basketball player, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, above the rim. Uh, my number four is Traylon Burks at Arkansas. And going back to what you said, you know, the height, the frame, natural hands, big hands, man. Great body control, line him up wherever. Honestly – when we're playing Madden next year, his spectacular catch might have a 99 overall. <laughs> like, I mean, he can make any type of catch. Um, again, though, I worry about him as a runner. Just the film speed's there, right? You yeah. watch him all day, it's there. And maybe that's what he has is just true, you know, quickness in the game. And everybody should run faster when somebody's chasing you, right? Yeah. But um, That's really my only knock on Traylon Burks. He's fell down the board a little bit for me. I think I had him as my two originally. Yeah. Again, you start locking other guys, and then he doesn't run as well, and just those things, man. Yeah, he was was up there for me as well, and it's just – and it's not necessarily I don't like him because I do. Like I said, I love a lot of these guys. I've just found other guys that I I feel more comfortable with. Uh, My number three guy is Jamison Williams. Um, talk about another gear. I mean, if that dude, if that dude doesn't tear his ACL, I don't think there's, I mean, he's top dog, you know, and I know they're saying he's recovering well from it and everything. Uh, but I mean, just another gear, the, the getting out in the open field yards after the catch, you know, I think he's pretty decent route runner. But just just that other that second gear, man. I think that's gonna he's gonna dominate games. Like he's not Tyreek Hill fast, and but he's gonna be able to dominate the game a lot, like in the same ways that Tyreek does. I think uh, good hands, but you just can't. I just don't feel like you can teach the kind of speed he has. I'm with you, man. He's my number three, man. Just a game changer for any offense top to bottom. Um, he gets going north in a hurry. Every play could be a home run play. We talked about that a couple years ago with Henry Ruggs, right? Yep. Every time he catches the ball, it could be a home run. But uh, I think speed and balance allow him to be that yak monster that we all love to see. Mm-hmm. He's a, He can be a true weapon on special teams if you want him to be. Dude, you go back, Arkansas and LSU tape, the guy was averaging like 20 yards a catch making defenses just look foolish, man. So, 14 broken tackles combined in those two games. So, slippery, man, slippery. He's he's smooth. And like I said, he's just he's, – I feel like he's got another gear that everybody else doesn't have. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, here's our big disagreement because you had him a lot lower. But now my number two is George Pickens. I think alpha dog, man. I just think – like I was telling you the other day, I'm I'm trying to look at receivers like who do I see that can be that top guy who's got the stuff that I look for that can be that alpha. Let's give him, let's feed the ball to him twelve times a game. You know, great size. I think he's got amazing body control. 
around the sidelines. He's got great hands. You know, he only had like a 2.1% drop rate, which was top of all receivers in the country. I know the ACL, but tell me how many guys don't tear their ACL in the spring game and then pack it up and start preparing for the draft. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. That ain't a lot. And this dude tore his ACL in the spring and wanted to come back for his team. Come back for the final four games. Didn't dominate. You know, he's coming off a torn ACL, but he showed he wanted it, man. He wanted to be there, help them win a national – came up big, you know. He made some uh, kick-ass catch in the national championship. I mean, he's just – his play strength, like you said, the, the way he fights through contact, he's got a good catch radius. One, the dude's an asshole when he's blocking. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. When he's out there blocking, if it, the ball's not coming to him – He's going to make somebody eat dirt. You know, it's just – and he's got – he's a good route runner. He wasn't asked to just run a whole lot. But, like, the way he can sink his hips into some of these routes for a tall guy, I'm just – I'm a big, big fan of him. Hey, I knew you loved him. I knew we would have a difference of opinion. But, hey, if you love him, you stick with him, right? That's all I mean. We're going to see how I stick with him next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got the hint. Yeah. Uh, my number two man is Drake London, and I've really grown to really just like this kid. It sucks that he's not getting a run in his pro day, but, man, just size and length, killer for London, body control, hands, route running. Like you said, he gets the ball in his hand afterwards, and he's just got a different kind of burst, man. He's one of those big guys that can just – he can go an extra 25, 30 yards down the field. Um, I think he's an extremely willing blocker. And when I say willing, I don't think he's good at it. (laughs) But he will throw his body in front of anyone for you. Yeah. Um, Just one of those things he needs to, you know, clean up the technique at the next level. But he's the youngest wide receiver in this class, man. I think that he can kill it at the next level. I really hope that he continues to – I hope his pro day just dominates and he walks in the draft, and he's a top three or four guy off the board. Yeah, yeah that's another thing. He's young, and another thing I like about Pickens is he's young. You know, he's going to be 21 years old in his NFL. You know, he's just – he's got so much room to grow and to be that dog. But, yeah, I like I like Drake Lynn a lot too. And, honestly, it took a lot to be my number one guy because Pickens, honestly, man, was – he was right there in the mix. But number one for me is Garrett Wilson. If you told me Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs had a baby and that baby got had Stephon's size, you got Garrett Wilson. The way he moves, the way he stopped, the way he does his, you know, just some of his, like, stutters and goes and stuff, his, you know, the dominant hands catcher, he's just, he's got another gear, uh, He's just – I think the only knock on him to me is he's just a slider guy. But I think, you know, you get him into an NFL weight room after a few years and he puts on, you know, some decent muscle and stuff uh, and you get him up to, you know, 190, 195, something like that, you know, I think sky's the limit for this guy. You know, he's got that – like I said, Justin Jefferson, that Stephon Diggs, a little bit of OBJ, honestly, you know, the way he catches it and he's just he's just 
sticks his foot in the dirt and he goes. You know, he's kind of got that little bit of a stanky leg when he's running routes and stuff. And he's just a very impressive receiver. Everyone loves that OBJ comp. Everyone. But uh, I'm watching him and thinking, he's just a shorter Justin Jefferson. You know, all the things I liked about Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson does the same stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of a smaller version of him. And you know how much I like just or love Justin Jefferson. He's dead to me now that he wears purple. But how much <laughs> I love Justin Jefferson coming out, man. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> um, number one for me, Garrett Wilson. Um, dynamic wide receiver, man. He just uses his quickness and explosiveness to hit home runs. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Um, he's honestly probably more of an athlete than he is a true wide receiver if we're just getting technical. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, he's the guy that you're recruiting as an athlete on your NCAA game and just wanting to put him wherever the hell he can play. Yeah. But he just – he makes the smallest little underneath throws. He takes those and goes the distance at times. He's dangerous on those, you know, handoffs and screens they love to do with him. I just think he's consistently improving at things like tracking the ball and his ball skills overall. In today's NFL, man, he's just exactly what you want. Athletic profile and a high IQ, man. Yep. But, yeah, this, I mean, this receiver class is – when I got to do my final rankings, to see Traylon Burks and how much I like Traylon Burks be my six, I just – I felt crazy doing it because of how much I've liked him, you know, for so long. But that's just – I just see these other guys being – a little bit more ready and a little bit more like, you know, not necessarily saying Traylon Barks is boom or bust, but, you know, if he just never – he's going to have a role in the NFL, but if he never develops as a route runner, you know, I don't know how dominant he could be, honestly. Yeah. Hey, breath. stay true to your guys, man. Stay true to your guys. That's what you did. Yeah. I did. I I ain't kidding. It It was hard not having Pickens as one. Honestly, the thing that separated them to me was the ACL, you know, just a little bit, you know, and he did come back from it, but just knowing that that's there was a difference. And then once I seen Garrett Wilson and the the Justin Jefferson light bulb went off, you know, it it, it did just a hair of a separation for me. Hey, man. had an Ohio State wide receiver drafted since 2007. Here we're talking about two of them in the first round, though. Yeah, and they're not even as good as the guy that's still playing for Ohio State. Yeah, you're right about that. He would be the first one on the board, probably. Yep. All right, man. So, episode seven of Draft Junkies, 11 days, man. Your wide receivers and quarterbacks are off your chest now. It's figure out how you want your mock to be now. I've been bugging you for a week. Are we ready to talk about receivers? Is, is hey. talk about receivers? <laughs> I'm ready to talk about receivers. And I left guys off the board. Yeah, I know. Jalen Tor- Torbert, I freaking love that dude. Yeah, I do too. I like mean, got a room. Guys like Sky Moore. I mean, and you know how much we love Justin Ross. You know, if he could just put his health together. Yeah. Dominated as a freshman, you know, it's, it's there. So many good guys are going to go from round two to five that we're going to be like, hey, like him, really yep. like him. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So. All right, man. Episode seven of Draft Junkies in the books. Almost here.